0: Welcome to Creating Next, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of parcel spend management and supply chain planning. We're here to bring you the latest insights and strategies from industry experts. At TransImpact, we're on a mission to turn our clients into raving fans, and this podcast is an extension of that commitment. Get ready to explore the strategies and technologies that are shaping the future of our industry. In this episode, the spotlight is on artificial intelligence and machine learning, and our host, Bob Farrell, is joined by esteemed guests Norm Pollock, the visionary mind behind TransImpact's strategic approach, Joe Vocare, a seasoned expert in data analytics, and John Hayes, the driving force in implementing machine learning within TransImpact. Together, they unravel the mysteries surrounding AI and machine learning, discussing their profound impact on supply chain and logistics. From the intricacies of new product forecasting to navigating the challenges of incorporating AI into existing business structures, our guests share their experiences and insights, providing a glimpse into the transformative potential of these technologies. Let's get started.
1: Well, maybe just to kick things off, Norm, we could start with a basic sort of definition around what is machine learning and how has it so quickly become top of mind for innovation?
2: Yeah, good morning, Bob, thank you. Um, you know, machine learning is really a subset of artificial intelligence. It uses algorithms um, that are trained on data sets and it then creates self-learning models that are capable of predicting outcomes and classifying information without human intervention. You know, we really weren't hearing much about AI until the last year or two. And, you know, it really came to the forefront over the past year, Due to tools such as ChatGPT making it into the news and now becoming widely available, and you know, ChatGPT itself uses several forms of AI, including natural language processing, deep learning, and machine learning.
1: That's really interesting, Norm and and Joe. You and the team at TransImpact are involved with supply chain and logistics. Where do you see machine learning fitting in that space, and what are some of the opportunities? we're using machine learning to improve
3: supply chains? Well, machine learning is really, really valuable and having the computer really research years and years of data to help us look for patterns and, and, and anomalies. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be using machine learning as different ways of using our forecasting methodologies, our demand planning, looking for other opportunities for actionable insights on information, so we want machine learning to study the data for us. It's going to do the same thing that human beings do. It's just going to be able to produce and go through a lot more data, a lot faster, and allow us to present that data back to the uh, to the users and the businesses so they can make better business decisions.
1: John, when you think about your customers at TransImpact, how does machine learning and AI really become of consequence to them?
4: Well, it's a it's a real uh, competitive differentiator in that, um, you know, if it, if it creates uh, uh, an extra 4% of accuracy or can account for some context that has been seen before but that might not be seen by a traditional statistical model, um, then it's an advantage. It may end up uh, making sure that you have the right quantity in stock or that you're able to assess your risk ahead of time.
2: So it's just it's an advantage. You know, I can, I can add a little bit to that. Um, you know, years ago, um, you know, I had discovered ClickView, which is a business intelligence tool, dating myself a little bit with that. Um, you know, when we first acquired ClickView, we started loading data into it and everyone was amazed, you know, reports that used to be two-dimensional and static. With BI, they became multidimensional. No one needed to ask for a second or third report to answer the questions that they needed more detail on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, many people in the organization would learn how to use it and spend countless hours in front of it each week, you know, answering their questions. And there was a lot of value in that. Now, though, you know, clients are telling us they don't want to have to dig through a BI tool to search for opportunities. What they want is a system that finds those opportunities and lets them know about them. And if possible, even take the corrective action on those. So, you know, um, we can use a combination of our knowledge of the supply chain and machine learning within our products to help clients identify opportunities that can improve their processes and their bottom line.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting because today uh, we encounter so many people going out to the web and getting on the chat gpt and asking all kinds of questions um, and they think that they're doing ai they think that they're doing something around machine learning and 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 john these folks really aren't doing generative ai are they what what really is generative ai
4: um <laughs> the the answer to that is pretty pretty long but uh, the 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 intuition is that when a model has been built of the real world what the model has seen before, you can sort of feed that backwards and say, what could you see that would be consistent with what you've seen? And so you can you can ask for a painting of an astronaut on Mars or something like that, because it has seen an astronaut before and it's probably seen Mars before. And you could probably also add, you know, other, uh, other qualifiers to, to, to make that even more interesting like with a party hat on. I mean, that's the gist of it. Um, There are several underlying technologies such as transformers, techniques within natural language processing and and of course, deep learning. And that's a pretty long discussion on on like exactly what makes that work. But the gist of it is, and and I think that it's interesting because people may think that it is generating a new idea. And that's not necessarily true. It's um, generative AI has the ability to show you things that may not exist that could exist, but they're not necessarily reasoned ideas. So I guess that there's I I just wanted to add that caveat to make sure that it's not that we don't assume that it means that it's actually generating something new intellectually.
1: Right. And that's, I think, where people get really concerned uh, and worried about what AI might do in terms of making decisions and and Joe you you have a, a, a deep background in data and I would think that having the right data to use in conjunction with AI is really where a lot of the rubber hits the road.
3: yeah that's going to be really critical Bob I mean in in the chat gBT world that we just talked about a little bit it's searching all over the internet and in the internet world there's valuable data and there's not so valuable data, right? Um, People look at different areas. The good news is, is when in our logistics world, we can control the data that the AI and machine learning is using, right? To really give the valuable insights. And as Norm said, we want to push the opportunities and the issues into the users so they can take action quickly. So, but it is about the data and being able to organize the data, scrub the data. Now, AIML allows us to, to work with both organized and disorganized data uh, in just layman's terms. Um, so it's very important to just try to get the right business questions and try to make sure you're looking at a quality data set that is factual and information to allow you to drive the appropriate decisions to improve your business and to actually help people be more productive.
1: And Norm at, at, at Trans impact, one of the, one of the ways that you guys have generated the market leadership, that that you've achieved is by providing actionable insights through intelligence and helping your customers customers manage their spend more appropriately. So, what are some examples of how you're using machine learning and AI specifically with your customers to help achieve those things?
2: Yeah. So, on the actual insights, one of the um, the first things we're looking at is adding a fraud detection. Actual insight. So, you know, there is there is a surprising amount of fraud in the parcel industry, probably in the freight industry as well. I have uh, seen it in, in a past experience that I've had, where where we had an employee that actually was stealing product, selling it on eBay, and then actually shipping it out of the company's you know shipping doors and using using the company's labels. And you know that I've I've seen some statistics that say that, you know, fraud could be as much as even 5% of a you know, a shipper's spend. So what we're looking at is using machine learning is identifying some of these patterns. And actually we, with even with our tool today as a BI product, we've had clients that during the demo, one of the clients actually found $200,000 in shipping fraud. During the demo of the of the standard BI tool, and so now what we're doing is going to you know expand that and make it so that our actual insights point that out utilizing machine learning.
1: That that that's interesting, and and so I would gather though, uh, Joe, that to really make AI and machine learning come alive for your customers, you still have a lot of traditional and people and processes that have to be built around it to use it effectively and to make sure that they're getting the value out of it versus it just being a a technology deployed for technology's sake.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, Bob. I think the real value comes when you can combine, you know, people's talent and industry and company experience together with the machine learning, the insights that the machine points out has to be combined with the person to really take a look at it and understand some of the nuances that the, that the recommendations are coming with, right? When you combine this powerful technology, it just leverages the human capital as well as the machine capital, right? And then those two things combined is where companies will really win and compete and beat their competition when they learn how to combine the people and the processes to leverage them to be most productive and most importantly, make the right decision in as timely as a fashion as you possibly can. It is all about speed to market and being able to react to these things as quickly as possible. And what the computer does and AI and ML does is allows us to get to that information. So as Norm said earlier, we don't have the time or capacity with the, with the resources that we have today and most companies have to go out and find out where these problems are. The machine bubbles them up, but it only bubbles up when we can ask the right questions. Right. Machine learning helps us analyze the data, but we got to ask the right business questions. we got to look for the first opportunities. Then we can have the machine go out and crank through the data and then validate or invalidate our hypothesis. John, I
1: think, you know, one of your responsibilities is to make this come alive within Trans Impact. And you're, uh, I'm sure, working with a lot of colleagues to kind of make this happen what what are you doing to build the skill sets of of people in your organization where are you finding people that have the skills necessary to do some of the things that Joe was just talking about
4: you know uh, the the engineer and, and and data scientist has to uh come in with a uh, a pretty broad background in techniques but applying those techniques to uh, to parcel, to supply chain, inventory optimization, um, those really uh, require a, a, a depth of experience that we, uh, we get from our customers, we get from our uh, professional services uh, division, and uh, from just a, um, a long history of being in, in these um, domains. Uh, so it's definitely not a one-way street, uh, and, and we uh, we have to ask a lot of questions in terms of uh, what is what's the objective, what are we trying to optimize, what are we trying to look for, and then we can apply uh, mathematical techniques to um, you know to to take that up to the next level.
2: Yeah, you know, Bob. Um, years ago, I had a programmer who came to me from a completely different industry than I was in, we hired him. He made a comment um, after about a year, I don't know if it's more important to know how to program or to know the business because there's so much to learn about a business and how it operates. And Mm -hmm. what what I have learned over the years, having tried both bringing up people from within the organization to teach them how to program and from bringing programmers from outside the organization and teach them the business, is that it's much more important coming in to start to know how to program. So in this case, to understand um, data science, to understand math, to understand those things. That's the most important piece. What, uh, you know, what John was talking about is, you know, we've, um, you know, the people we've hired, we've brought in from the outside world with that knowledge base so that they can hit the ground running, working with our team of experts to train them, to bring them up to speed um, on what we need to accomplish with that skill set. Interesting.
1: And when you think about trans-impact and you think about bringing machine learning and AI to the forefront, wh- how are you actually making that available within your offerings? Is this just a way to differentiate the offerings that you had, and to take them to the next level, or do you actually have products that are that are uh, specifically related to AI and machine learning, Joe? Maybe that would be a good question for you.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think what we're doing is incorporating them into our products, right? You know, so for example, our forecasting tool and our Evercast uh, demand planning and forecasting product uses over 250 algorithms. They're all methods of linear regression and different variables on top of that we're able to incorporate machine learning. And there's three or four different machine learning techniques that we can use and and experiment with and have it work through. We want to incorporate that in order to generate the most accurate forecast. We can generate the most accurate forecast by using traditional mathematical models as well as machine learning. And then apply those to determine by doing historical tests in the way that we approach our product. So we believe we have one of the most accurate forecasting products on the market today. And by incorporating machine learning as additional algorithms, as one example of how we're incorporating it into our products. The other one that Norm talked about was actionable insights. You know, for 15 years, our BI and business intelligence tools have been trying to push information and, and opportunities to the user so they wouldn't have to fish as much. We can give them the answers. Well, one of our goals here is to use AI and ML in order to drive forward on having that create more more impactful actionable insights, right? So we we want to do is help the customers with our logistics and transportation experience, and our and our manufacturing, distribution, and other industry verticals. We want to incorporate these things into helping customers solve real business problems by bringing those insights there, asking the right business questions, and using AI and ML technologies. To help drive those solutions faster, quicker, and better, and that's ultimately our goal is to incorporate these into our products to make them even better than they are today.
1: Well, that's interesting. You know, you're you're incorporating AI and ML under the hood, and I would imagine that is creating a uh, differentiation for you in the market from your competitors when you're talking to your customers. Um, From a non-technology perspective, how how do you get them comfortable with that differentiation and that you're bringing ML and AI to the table in a way that your competitors are not?
3: Yeah, the big thing is, is how do we help them drive business value? So what we want to do is put it into the business case, right? So what we do is in our products and our demonstrations is we show them how our product is the most accurate, right? We can show them through historical analysis and proof of concepts on how to generate the most accurate forecasts and how we can prove by taking out their last six months of data out of their components. And then we can show them the different algorithms that actually gave them the most accurate forecast. We can show them the techniques where our machine learning algorithm A or machine learning algorithm B, and we give out our secret sauce, basically generated the most accurate forecast. We can show them when we say, Boy, wouldn't it be great if you came in in the morning and we showed you which products had the lowest margin and why and where your cost leakages are, right? What we do in our business intelligence tools. And AI can actually help them do that. And then when we get into the products itself, right? When you go into the AI and you go into your dashboard, you're going to your BI, I'm sorry, and you go into your dashboards, I mean, wouldn't it be great to just ask the question, Use the natural language processing that Norm mentioned earlier, and just ask the question of the BI tool and say, hey, what's the most unprofitable products we have? Do we have a sales region that is not performing of the standard? I don't want to just look at the chart and try to figure out that my southeast region is underperforming um, and is in the lowest quartile of our business performance. I'd like to go and say, who's my worst performing business rep? Who's my worst performing product? Which customers am I making the least amount of product? Imagine if we could ask that and then our AI can help search our business intelligence tools. Again, I think our secret sauce is how we have organized our information and our data, how we've set up industry-leading best practices in going after these important profitability and logistics questions, and then basically incorporate that into our product set. And we will be able to do that by walking our customers through that journey through our demonstration and our proof-of-concept processes.
1: Now, Norm, when you're when you're interacting with customers, which I know you do a lot, so you have a, a definite um, direct customer perspective on this, are they asking about AI and ML or are you having to bring them over kicking and screaming? Yeah,
2: no, actually, uh, what's interesting is with AI and ML becoming so front of mind right now, any organization, CEOs and boards, they're all starting to ask the question, do we have AI? How are we taking advantage of it? And they're actually pre- pushing that down in their organizations, and we're hearing it directly from some of our clients. Basically, the clients are telling us, look, our board is telling us we need to start incorporating AI wherever we can. So uh, you know, u- utilizing that, we have already started working with several customers Um and, and starting to implement AI within those organizations so that they can start to see the benefit and understand what the real benefit and value is from it.
1: Uh, John, as, as a data scientist uh, and one of the leaders at, at Trans Impact for making ML and AI come alive, what are, what are some of the pitfalls that you're dealing with to make sure that you're doing it right and that uh, you're not... Taking it down the wrong path, or otherwise making things uh, more difficult than than better.
4: Well, Bob, I don't want to sound overconfident, but i i It's all been fun, and we we work with our customers to, you know, prove what we're doing with their data, and you know, we we obviously have a lot to measure and uh, make sure that we're uh, improving accuracy. And um, yeah, i I mean. So I, I, I guess we, we uh, work with our customers and their data, and, um, and we, we have a lot to measure. And so there's, there, it's, it's kind of hard to go
2: wrong there. You know, um, one of the approaches that we've taken to identifying where to utilize AI is first, you know, we've gathered a list of problems, you know, that our clients want to solve. And then what we've done is we've we evaluated that list and determined, you know, is it a problem that requires ML or can it be resolved through traditional methods? You know, not all problems actually require ML, which is a, which is a common misconception people are are have out on, you know, that you're reading about and hearing about. People are thinking you can use ML for everything, and it's not always necessary. And sometimes it's overkill. You know, you got to use the right tool for the job. Um, traditional you know statistical methods sometimes and often are are still very good and very useful then um you know once we once we've done you know what we've created the list we've evaluated it then we have to determine you know if we have the data necessary you know joe mentioned earlier it requires data ml requires considerably more data than traditional methods and the more data you have the more granular it is the better your output outcome can be so, you know, again, we've gone through a process that we've evaluated. And then what we did was we targeted what I would call low-hanging fruit, some 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 quick wins that we can then incorporate into our products on our client's behalf. And we have some additional ones uh, lined up on deck, so to speak, for future enhancements.
3: You know, I think um, Norm makes a really good point. I think a lot of people today are just... They're a hammer in search of a nail with AI and ML. And what we need to do is we need to make Mm -hmm. sure we're asking the right business questions and we're using the right tool for the job. And I think that our our years years and years of years of experience in the logistics arena have allowed us to focus where we want John and our data science team to focus on those components. And as Norm mentioned, we're doing that very collaboratively with our customers. We're working with them figuring out where are their biggest opportunities, what are the issues and opportunities they're trying to solve. And then we're trying to look at our tools today. And Bobby asked the question how do we incorporate it? We incorporate it by making sure that our tools are helping our customers improve their profitability, reduce their cost, and improve their customer service by basically making sure that we're answering the right questions and using the right technologies. And then we'll point out to them when AI and ML was the right approach. And when our just basic structural and and already uh, you know traditional techniques has, has been able to do the job, and as you mentioned, it is putting the system together. It's putting the technology, the people, in process. So we bring our logistics industry experience together with our technology tools together with our clients, and that allows us to create a winning formula. When you put all three of those together, you know, and the people in the process work with the technology, that's when you make a real difference.
1: So John, um, Joe was just mentioning some of the ways in which TransImpact is using AI and ML within uh, your customer base. But I think another area that you're working on is around new product forecasting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
4: Yeah, new product forecasting is one of the hardest problems in, in supply chain, or it, it it gives a lot of people grief because they're worried, Am I am I picking the right number? You know, am I going to order too much? Uh, is this product really going to be uh, uh, successful? So there's a lot of opportunity there, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, we there's there's a lot of opportunity to help the demand planner um, not only know um, how well something will sell and and what it what its adoption should be, but um, work a little more prescript- prescriptively to uh, give them. Um, guidance on um, what direction to take a product line uh, that sort of thing can't tell you everything
1: cool. <laughs> well clearly trans impact has some secret sauce that uh i'm sure many of you listening to this would love to hear more about and uh i'm sure they would love to share that with you too when uh, when the time is right well clearly trans impact is effectively using ml and ai in the right places in the right way to help take their customers to the next level um and this has been an exciting discussion today on this topic and um the three of you are obviously uh real leaders in this space and i look forward to hearing more great things about what trans impact does with ml and ai in the future
0: That's a wrap for this episode of Creating Next. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion. Remember, driving value and maximizing your bottom line impact is our mission at TransImpact. If you found this episode valuable, be sure to subscribe to Creating Next and leave us a review. We appreciate your feedback. You can also connect with us and learn more about TransImpact services by following us on LinkedIn. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes discussing Creating Next for your business.